Hello and welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast. We're doing a special edition all about the new Star Wars standalone film, Rogue One. I'm Charles. I'm Mark. I'm Toby. I'm Gus. And I'm Heather. It's a lot of people. I don't know if you guys remember last year we did kind of a similar thing about The Force Awakens, so we're just going to discuss Rogue One all kind of random here, see what everybody thinks about it, because we don't. I don't know what anybody in this room thinks yeah. about this movie, really. <laughs> so well, I think it's appropriate that we have a lot of people, because there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, Too much? Uh, in my opinion, yes, I think so. That, for me, this movie was like a solid blockbuster movie, but it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie to me. Was, it, kind of, was it like Independence Day 2? <laughs> Not at all. No, so no, no, no. It. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> don't see it. Don't do it. Oh, no. Well, I think Conflicting the, opinion. I, I think what the movie is missing, which is what they, well, what they talk about in the book leading up to this movie, Catalyst, is the relationship between Galen um, and Orson Krennic. And I think... That makes the 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 movie relationship. It's very fast paced, uh, to Mark's point, and there there are a lot of plot lines that you don't have if you haven't read the book before. This. Yeah, and uh, and Jin as well. I feel like there's a lot of history between Jin and Krennic as well because that's the main antagonism right there. Is is the protagonist versus the antagonist there, and we don't see a lot of their history. There's that one flashback scene where it shows her as a little girl there, but I wish I would have seen some more backstory. With that, and I also I want to say right off the bat, this is going to be spoiler heavy. So yeah. I feel like I should warn people out there. Well, because the, we all know that people are going to die in this movie because mm-hmm. they said it in A New Hope. You know, many people lost you didn't their even lives. Give them time to turn it off, right? Okay. I know. <laughs> but the movie at the end of the movie, I realized, oh, this is a tragedy because everybody dies. Right? Jen dies at the end. Speaking of spoilers. <laughs> almost everybody dies getting the plans to Leia at the end of the movie and the movie didn't feel tragic until the very end to me I don't know how it could have it didn't build up enough of that yeah. we love these characters and oh wait they're dying right right you you kind of got the feel moment whenever she was hugging uh Cassian at the end the very end on the beach that, that was a cool scene I like that yeah. I was like oh this is tragic but I wish I would have there would have been foreshadowing throughout the Did movie. Did you guys kind of feel like it was maybe like two movies? Because that's how I felt. I felt like it was like the first half and then the second half and they didn't really mesh for me personally. Yeah. Once Jane got on board with the Rebels and like decided she was going to be on that team and not just team get her dad back, um, it went entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. So. But speaking of the foreshadowing or lack thereof, like I honestly didn't realize that literally everyone was going to die until <laughs> everyone died. I was like, Oh, they could have reasonably, like, a few of them would have escaped right. and just not been featured characters in the <laughs> original Star Wars trilogy. Or they no, might be like everybody. a special edition in Adam and later yeah. Yeah. they're in the background. Oh, Well, I think that that's what, what Gareth Edwards and the writers did really well here was they kept kind of that timeline, you know, secret. We didn't know how far before the movie this was going right. to be, if it was going to lead right up to it, or if it's going to be like several months you know, where it ends, where there's that, that gap between this movie and A New Hope. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think the ending of the movie is the best part of the cool, entire yeah. movie. And the CGI for Tarkin and, and Leia. Leia was amazing. Oh my goodness, well, yes. Tarkin, like, uh, so so I, I had no idea Tarkin and Leia had parts in the movie at all until, well, I had people mention them and mention something about CGI, but I was like, oh, okay, they're probably just going to be, like, a few glimpses. No, there are, like, five full-on scenes with, like, yeah. extended dialogue. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, and I, I tried to avoid... I didn't know he was going to be in it. So, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, they did that kind of tease where they showed him from behind and the reflection. Yep. I'm like, Same with Leia. I'm like, okay, they're not going to do it. They're not going to show his face. And then he turns around. I'm like, oh my God. I'm yeah. like, that, was my, that was my moment <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Same with Leia. I thought that that was just going to be our little like, yeah. Because oh. yeah. like, it's one thing for the actor to be dead, but it's the other thing for to just like CGI a currently living actor's face. Right. But that her to turn around and have like that close up of her face with the dialogue, like it took me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they were gonna go that far. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those turning points in movie making, kind of like with Jar Jar Binks. Remember, he was the first yeah. all CGI oh. character. Well, we're not we're, we're not talking about Jar Jar Binks. Every How do you like him or not? Jar Jar. <laughs> but we buried him. A we, long we, all, time ago. we all hate the character, but <laughs> he did change the movie making process. Of he was the first all CGI character yeah. that was introduced into a movie, and I think this is another turning point. Uh, where Peter Cushing died in 1994, but yep. you can honestly say he was one of the best characters in the movie, because and he's not even alive. This is the first time, and Charles may know better, but this is the first time I've ever seen it done convincingly. Mm-hmm. You, you liked Ant-Man with Michael Douglas. Well, the de-aging thing, but I, but I also was going to say, I liked Paul Walker in the last Fast and Furious movie. Oh, I think I, I saw that. that. I see that. Because it's, it's, it's a really convincing effect, because he I don't know how much of the movie he'd done, but... You the CGI tell. in um, even the first Captain America movie, because that yeah. was someone else's body. They, right. they CGI'd his face on. Like, that was convincing, but you could still tell. And, and Robert Downey Jr. in the last Captain America movie, yeah. if you saw that. Yeah, that it was, was okay. Really, it was, was really okay. good. Yeah, yeah. So right. they're, they're getting to this point, but I think this is different because this guy is not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with Paul Walker, they, they had a digital version of his face already. They'd apparently done a full scan um, before he died. Um, so this is like someone's artistic version of a deceased person, and it's kind of interesting when and, you think about it now disney did the right thing they apparently they asked his family they got permission mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. um so i was i, I, I was gonna it. ask about that i didn't wasn't <laughs> sure if he like had any actual credits in the movie or how, how they worked well they that ha- so out. there's a different act there's an actor that does the voice mm-hmm. right and he stood in for him so on set i think he did just, it pretty convincing just too. a normal guy doing the accent and they replaced the face later on yeah. so i don't even think he had to wear any face uh things at all for the computer so yeah i like the effect a lot it is kind of jarring when you're you know <laughs> When you know he passed away, and there's the whole like ethics yeah. is this oh. wrong, is this right? Is it interesting? <laughs> like a lot of things are going through my head, but mostly just fanboy. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, you know, um, but I really, really liked it. He, I, I, I do think he was the, one of the best characters in the movie, and I kind of wish he had been the main villain. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, can't I like Critic though. He, he was, he was good, but I he really felt like a wannabe. But Tarkin could have been. I mean, I felt like he was a wannabe well, Tarkin, like yeah. kind of unnecessary. There, but then you couldn't have killed him off, so I don't know. That's where the book leading up to this does a really good job of talking about the dynamic between Tarkin and Krennic, and how they're basically competing to maintain control of the Death Star, and that's yeah. a, a major a major plot point leading up to this. Is they're kind of vying for the Emperor's, um, uh, you know, support approval. and approval to. Uh, to kind of own the battle station and you don't really get you get that but you don't get the backstory behind it so you knew because of that book that Tarkin was going to be in this one most likely oh yes okay. absolutely See, I, like I said I yeah. had no idea and I thought it was just going to be because mm-hmm. if you guys remember episode 3 they had the they had him kind of standing on the yeah. bridge next to the Emperor and Darth Vader and it was like even that little moment was good enough yeah, he's one of my favorite characters but yeah. this was just yeah it was one of the best CG's <clears throat> I've, faces I've seen mm-hmm. so okay Charles you mentioned uh, characters that maybe were unnecessary what about changing topics here? What about Chirrut Imwe and Baze Malbiz, like the ninja okay. force type guy? Okay, I, I, I but, like him though. Okay, first let me say they're like two of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like I like those guys, but looking back on the movie, I feel like they don't even need to be in it at all. They're yeah. just like they didn't move the plot. There were no plot points they were involved well, in. I don't know. Discussed. To, to your point, Mark, the the force is kind of absent <laughs> yeah. this movie. 
And another plot that they kind of hinted on are the kyber crystals, which mm-hmm. is what give the Death Star, you know, laser its power. Which I was a little disappointed it didn't elaborate, give Jane anything to do with her crystal. Right. I thought right. that she was going to somehow make a make I a. Thought maybe it was going to turn into Luke's. Like yes! that's the crystal Luke right. yeah, uses for his lightsaber. And, and that makes me wonder if because the, the reshoot, so they did like forty percent of the movie mm-hmm. pretty recently. Did they was that a you know yeah. storyline that they didn't really connect somewhere? I don't know. But I think it that, just feels like they put a lot of emph- like emphasis yeah. on her necklace, yeah. and then nothing came of it. Well, and sorry, we're gonna wait. No, no, no. But yeah. I was gonna say, I read somewhere that it may have been in that book that uh, was Jin's mom supposed to be like Force. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, she's or, the one who said the Force, or even possibly a Jedi. Was there? No, she's just one of those that's she's sensitive to it in terms force of like she she like well. It never explicitly yeah. says that, but she's aware of the threat. She thinks the Force has a large impact in the universe, and she's sympathetic to what it means. And so she tried to teach Jin that. And one of the things she gave her, you know, in, in that last moment was that Kyber crystal for her to keep. Yeah. But but from that point on, there was really no d- discussion around the Force. And I think that's where you know the 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 blind characters, you know, the blind character comes in with you know I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. And that's that's the Jedi kind of of the entire movie. She and I really and his, did you... his uh, homosexual life mate base. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. it was like, are they gay? Are they not gay? <laughs> They're husbands. There just... was a lot of there was a lot of gay relationships in the aftermath book, which I found interesting. Like. So it's kind of cool that they're socially progressive hmm. in this in this new franchise. Well, and a lot of people say Poe is going to end up being yeah. gay. So. I'm, I'm just, yeah. The actors are for it. As yeah. a token gay guy here, I didn't catch any of that <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Did you? That's, Poe that's my. I didn't. Oh, you know, rewatch it. No, it's not there. at all. But uh, so not, not to not that I'm getting away from the gay part, but but I, I was talking about the the two actors that played like the blind guy and his gay yeah, lover or whatever. Base. Whatever <laughs> they um they're and I don't know them well enough and I feel bad that I don't. But they're apparently like world famous like action mm-hmm. stars. And so, you know, putting them in this movie and having them great, but that doesn't make them have any more of a point. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's the same thing in uh, the Force Awakens when Han Solo. They were on the um, the you know what I forget that creature's name that he had captured, and they were the two the two groups that were going to try to attack Han Solo. Oh yeah, I can't remember. But one of the groups was like the people from the raid, so they're also action movies, and I feel like they're they're kind of throwing these big actors Mm -hmm. in these like throwaway roles. And I, I I think I was talking to your dad, Mark, about it, and he was saying like. Oh, it's because they're trying to appeal worldwide now, and they're trying to put actors yeah. that are... You know my big. dad? No, I don't. Oh, okay. We've never talked about our relationship, have no, we? we have <laughs> which, which, given what we just talked about, sounds a little... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, on. cool. <laughs> and you did, well, you did agree with me at the token game. <clears> you were like, yeah, me too. Like, I can see Chirrut being somewhat there more as the emotional support character. Not plot, but he kind of was the voice of softness and the, well, Jane, maybe you should look at it at this point of view and and well it seems like this to you because you're angry and jaded but this is probably what he's feeling that helped i think Baze was just there to like have heavy artillery yeah and like I, walk around with a bazooka he was, was just cool. there to it was cool though, right? yeah it was boom, that boom, was cool like a dynamic. And I, he's the grenade guy my, one of my favorite lines is actually when they put the the back over his head and he's like yeah. are you kidding me i'm blind yeah <laughs> that i love that line <laughs> good that's I, by far one of the best I, 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 i'll tell you i was most disappointed the most disappointing character for the movie for me was forrest whitaker's character of saw Guerrera. And I love Forrest Whitaker, and I agree I, I with do you, too. But, but I don't. He, to me, the point in the movie for him was just that he was the one who basically helped Jin grow up, and that was it. There's no yeah. other point. Well, so there's no backstory. Like the yeah, alliance, the alliance relationship Rebels. is Anybody weird. Watch Rebels. Yeah. Apparently, he's like a main character in that hmm. show. I think, and like a lot of the backstories for that. Okay. But I feel like there's this missing part, and it talks about it in the book. But I, I, even when I was reading it, I thought this is kind of weird. But um, 
he has he like he kind of starts the alliance but doesn't start the alliance and then he breaks off from the alliance and then they want him back and it's just it's never really fully explained and then he you know yeah. dies he's and that's the, it he's kind of the rebel darth vader yeah i wanted him with to he's a little bit extreme and we're with a little the, bit the uncomfortable and all that yeah. you know but he does yeah. our job so with the sleep apnea machine I, I, yeah. yeah i wanted him to have a moment where he was able to go out in a blaze of glory but all he did was just lay down and let the explosion take oh, yeah. him you know? was, he's, he's like a warrior so i expect him to go and, out and again if you watch the trailers the trailers have a lot of footage that they cut that or redone mm-hmm. yeah. and there's footage of him Without the crazy hair, so it's like I feel like there was a lot more. Yeah, to he, him, maybe know, a director's yeah, cut. Can we, yeah, when he picked her up or whatever from the, and I really didn't even understand that role because it just went, it went to black. Yeah, it didn't it, talk about his role, his relationship to her dad at yeah. all. Uh, just other than, hey, he's an emergency contact. Yeah, he showed up. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, in case of emergency. <laughs> in case of emergency, <laughs> dial Saul. Yeah, dial this hologram. Um, but no, he just showed up Better and then it faded to black. Nice spin up. I can see that. But but it is. It's like the, you know the trailer. It's kind of what somebody earlier about the two movies in one. I feel like there was this whole other movie, and I, I don't think we'll ever get to see it. Well, mm-hmm. I, I would tell you the most disappointing part for me from the trailer to the actual movie is not seeing Jen face a TIE fighter at the end yeah. on Scarif. That was in the trailer. Yeah. That, I was looking forward to that the most, and it wasn't even there. And I wanted to hear that line about, I rebel. Like, yeah, was, we're rebellion, right? Because they, they, the they had the line, and they did shoot and say They cut away. Right. Yeah. I think I'm like, it's, it's a joke without a punchline. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. But Speaking of jokes, Uh-oh. Vader's dad joke. Vader's dad joke. <laughs> don't choke on your own ambition as he's for... forced choking him like, damn it, Vader. Yeah. Sorry. Vader awesome. was... <laughs> You could say that. We're... I lost it. No, no, that's cool. That's that's fine. I don't I don't know what the exact I, rating on iTunes is. But... That was the most unexpected. The no-no list. His yeah. character being there, I think. James Earl fantastic Jones. Fantastic yeah. job. Yes. Obviously, the last ten minutes speak yes. for themselves. Oh. But, and his like um, horror, murder, death scene, yeah. just massacring. So, and the plans, like, and that, and that makes it. But I like how they paid attention to so much detail because yeah. if you look, if you notice, I, one of the things that always bothered me about Episode Four was Darth Vader's helmet you can it see was, his eyes it's a the, matte black you yeah. can see his eyes the through red. it the oh, the triangle yeah. at the bottom yeah. is if you smaller watch the high def version you can see his eyes through huh. the visor rogue, rogue yeah. one matched what episode yeah rogue did. one matched what episode four did because in five his helmet was shining it was the bigger triangle on his mat like mm-hmm. i like how they did pay that much attention to it yeah, no, I, Darth I, Vader. and they didn't have the chance i noticed the chain wasn't there yeah yeah the chain it was like but the, more, but the eyes were red too that was the thing it was like vader casual yeah and Vader point one. And yeah. supposedly, like the when they showed his body kind of in the tank, that was there's screenshots of that, and apparently it's like a bust of Hayden Christensen's body. Ooh. So they were even trying to pay attention to that, what he might have looked like to tie it into yeah. the other. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I I thought that was a really neat thing. Um, but okay, so that last scene, awesome. It's one oh, of the best yes. scenes. But but is it just fan service? Probably. Is oh it, yeah. Like, like we it, as fans know that the plans are going to make it to Leia. And we're expecting some people to die in the process, but I think that sheer level of, especially with the lightsaber, because in the first one they're really slow and chunky. They yes. were they were showing off their their new technology capabilities with how fluid the lightsaber was and how like seamless it was with his force handling and just like the brutal massacre beatdown. Right. It still gave me anxiety, even though I oh. knew the plans were gonna make it. I was like, ah! I loved it. Like, like, light, lights up the same. Get it through the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lights up in the dark. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, yes. Well, because oh. there was that moment I realized where they were, and I, yeah, it clicked with me. I was like, oh, I they're know about to go to the transport. Cause it, cause oh, because no. it hadn't, it hadn't clicked on me before like that at all. It wasn't until I was seeing the, you know, the, the them in their helmets in the, the long hallways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And I was like, I was like, is this gonna end right when he's coming to the door? And like, oh no, he's gonna kill some people. Yeah, no, people are gonna die. Like it's not gonna. We're not. We're taking a step beyond that first level of suspense, and we're like jacking it up to level ten. <laughs> oh god, they're all yeah. dying. So, I, oh, go ahead. I, no, I was gonna say, I I think it does provide a good bridge though between episode three when you have Anakin slash Vader who, you know, goes to the extent of killing all the little kids and the yeah. younglings, Aww. you know, to episode four where you, they're really slow to use a lightsaber, you know, Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, yeah. and it's completely different. Obviously, it's, they didn't think about, you know, fight scenes at that time, but I think it I think it's necessary. I mean, because you don't really get that backstory in episode four as to how or why they captured her, you know, going, you know, on, yeah. near Tant- uh, Tatooine. Um, so I don't, yes, it may be a little bit of fan service, but I think it fit really well and it makes sense that it could happen. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, um, how many minutes or how many days do you think it is before the beginning of episode four? Um, there's been some oh, debate. Probably like it, 10. Probably 10 like, at most, like she I, barely gets into space well, before they get, they get into They probably jump to, to hyper, hyperspace yeah. and then they, he gets on there really well, quick. If you, if you go back and watch episode four, he's like, they're telling him it's an ambassadorship and it's like. Wait a minute, couldn't you just say, yeah, I just killed a whole bunch of people. You're not an ambassadorship. But... Now, that is true. He might have so been toying some... with her. Yeah, it's true. Uh, oh, really? This is an ambassadorship. You know what's where... going on. Yeah. I know what's going Realistically, on. Realistically, it could have been, like, immediately thereafter or, like, a few hours, a few days. Um, my uncle I don't pointed think it really out... matters. Like, my uncle pointed out awesome to me today. Yeah. yeah, my uncle pointed out to me today that in A New Hope, it opens with the scene of you see one of the soldiers turning away from the door and walking straight down an aisle. And you see other soldiers scattering... Or whatever, and then in the new thing, you follow a soldier who turns down a hallway, and then he sees Leia because you just see that soldier walking towards the front, saying, "Oh, hey, watch out, we're about to do this." And then the other soldier goes in um, episode uh, in Rogue One goes to Leia directly to hand it off, and so it would make sense for her to immediately turn around and be like, "R two, we are literally about to get boarded. Take this." But I think to Charles's point, like it does bring up a an interesting like that that could be a plot hole in terms of she just got away from the battle. Why Star would she, why wouldn't episode four? Well, that's a whole separate conversation. <laughs> well, she but also why... might not have known that Sorry. it was Vader specifically who was murdering all the people behind her. He might have just caught up to her ship. So she's like, oh, well, maybe I could yeah. still cover well, for it still. Maybe, maybe they could make uh-huh. another movie that fixes this plot hole. Because this one, fix, this fixed the whole Death Star plot hole yep. about why it's so easy. But I think that's one of the great things. Yeah, because yeah. it always bugs people in episode four is, well, you have this huge thing that apparently takes 18 years to build, mm-hmm. um, you know, between three and four. Yep. And there's this little bitty port that if you hit it with any kind of, uh, you know, impact, then the whole station blows up. And I, I do like, because that took me by surprise. Is to, okay, so Galen... Oh, we're addressing this. Galen, okay. you know, he yes, he basically said, they're going to get this either way. I'm going to go ahead and make a vulnerability and, uh, you know, give They're that to the They're going to make it with or without me. I might as well join in, join right. their team, play along, so that I can give my side the some long way. Game. Yeah, he yeah. played the long con. And there's some deeper connotations to that. I mean, essentially, this weapon that he helped create killed his daughter. Yeah. And his wife died and, you know, all this. So he lost his entire family. And is it worth it? The greater it? good. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the prime movie, directive. Cassian, is it Cassian? Cassian. Yeah, yeah. Cassian. He, remember, he murdered that guy, Cold Blood, the guy that was kind of his informant in the alleyway. Yeah. I mean, these are... There's kind of a morally gray area for a lot of these characters, and is it worth it? Is it is it for the greater good? So Cassian, aka Edge Lord of the Galaxy, played by Diego Luna. Which yep. is, I actually, you know, uh, I I was wondering if he and Jin were going to end up being like the parents of Poe. Oh, I, that one makes. I sense. was wondering if they were going to like tie in older characters with new characters yeah. and the new one, you know. But 
I don't know. I was hoping the pilot was going to get away because that would also be another tie-in to maybe Poe's dad is yeah. a, a, a former Imperial level right. pilot, like very skilled pilot. And then, you know, actually when you said pilot, that made me think of K2SO. Yes. Who, oh. Who may have been the best character. We oh, talked yes. about Tarkin, but. Oh, yes. He's is he, pretty good. Is he your C-3PO could get, get the F out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he, um, is he your favorite uh, cyborg in these movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, I liked him Obad. the most. I love Sass, though, and he was the well, Sass BB-8, master. BB-8's good, too, though. He's pretty sassy. Nah, nah. BB-8 was cute. Like, Gotcha. You, you nah. can beep and boop Sass, but then there's yeah. actual just... Yeah, K2SO was just like, no, you're Sarcasm dumb. I'm smarter than you, but yeah. I have to listen to you, but don't think for one second that I'm gonna like it. And his death bothered me the most. Like, yeah. Like, he was one of the most sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, no. And then, and then I was like, wait a minute. He's a robot they can repair, right? And it's like, and no, no, he's done. Yeah. Just brutalized. But that what one that actually reminds me of one of my favorite scenes too when uh, she shot the other one that looked just like him. Yeah. And he's like, "Did you know that was wasn't me?" And it's like, yeah. she's like, "Of course." Yeah. Like saucy walk away. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Antagonistic friendships are the best. So okay, so we haven't really talked much about Force Awakens, but what's better, Force Awakens or Rogue One? Force if you Awakens. had to pick it, Force Awakens by I, far. Mm-hmm. I, I liked both for different reasons. Like, Force Awakens was better as a Star Wars movie, but as a standalone and understanding the universe and everything, I I don't know, I I really enjoyed Rogue One. I don't know which I'd say is better. I had a lot more feelings about Rogue One than I did about Force Awakens. I've heard a lot of people say that, like, I've heard a lot of people say that Rogue One is, like, one of their favorite Star Wars movies, like, right up there with Empire. Well, also, you have to, Force Awakens is, like, only the first part of a trilogy. So, where we got to see all of these characters' arcs and all the story pan out, like, the next three movies are the long con, so everyone's only <laughs> judging an entire future trilogy off of just episode seven. I love Force Awakens, so I'm like... I love it. But, but it's like, it is kind of fan service. They were trying to go for nearly the same plot as A New yeah. Hope, so nostalgia and all that. So it's, I'm like, am I clouded? And I don't know. But I, but I think what people loved about The Force Awakens is that it was a darker movie compared to, mm-hmm. you know, at pretty much everything except for Empire Strikes Back. And so, you know, people want more of that. And this is obviously, I would argue, the darkest Star Wars movie that we've had Mm -hmm. yet, Rogue One. Certainly the one that's dealt with Um, the most actual war. Yeah. But, you know, we we talked a little bit about characters and and believability, but I I think kind of seeing the backstory to a lot of these characters made them feel more believable and it's humanistic. Yeah. Like, I could see the events in the movie happening. It wasn't... You know, just this out of the out of the blue, strange stuff that could possibly happen. Like it, that could be. You know, if that real universe were real, scenario. what what happened? And no one their interactions is. No one in, I think I liked it because no one in uh, Rogue One was the chosen one. No one in Rogue One had right. like fate resting on their shoulders. It was just a bunch of people doing what they had to do to get the job done. And, and then like, they die. Yeah, and then they die. There was no Ray with her, maybe, maybe not, like, tied to the Force, what's going on. Obviously, she knows what we need to figure out in her backstory. There's no Kylo Ren with, like, prodigal parents. There right. was there was none of this but, awesome yeah. characters that we're eventually going to learn the backstory to. It was and just I, a bunch of people in war, soldiers, doing what they had to do. And I think that's what we love about The Force Awakens, because not all the main characters survive. Yeah. You know? And that's Han Solo dying in The Force Awakens. Yeah. I mean, that was one of those moments where... Okay, so the the characters that we grew up with, we love, mm-hmm. they're not safe. Yep, and, not even a little that's, bit. You know, I think that's what makes this movie stand out is no one's safe, Do you and you don't really mm-hmm. think about oh my gosh, like you don't hear about these people in four, five, six because they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, Luke will be killed in the next? Luke's one? gonna die. Leia's going to live. She's gonna have to watch her well, brother die too. 
Let's in my hope. opinion. 2016! Yeah, well, so <laughs> oh, this year, Carrie oh Fisher did have a heart attack um, coming back from London. So I, I was actually almost wondering... Cried. Did almost she, cried. Was she, she most likely shooting Star Wars, probably? Most likely. Oh, yeah, probably. Or at least the next bit. So uh, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, you know, mm-hmm. tweeted... I think it's Twitter, Twitter or Facebook was yeah. saying that she's in stable condition, so... Thank mm-hmm. God. We, so do, the, we do want more Princess no, Leia. I didn't not get, yet, 2016. <laughs> didn't get enough of her in Episode Seven no. by any means. Oh, I we need more General Organa. Or early. We need we need both of them a lot yeah. more. We got one more week in this terrible year. Um, <laughs> so one one final thing for me is you know one of the things I love about Star Wars is obviously the music. I'm oh, big, yes, I am yes. a big music person. I love John Williams. I love everything he's done. I grew up listening. John Mark, Mark and man. I grew up listening to Star Wars music mm-hmm. and feel like I know every inch of it. I could just not, I could not connect with the music in this movie. I'm really glad you brought And that I know up. they replaced, um, you know, um, composers in the middle of this and kind of last minute um, for Michael G, who did the same music for, or, you know, did Star Trek. Yeah. And I loved his music in Star Trek, mm-hmm. but I did Enough not tie-in. feel a connection with this movie and the music. Oh, I, I, I know agree. there are moments of, you know, Darth Vader's theme and Yeah, Imperial there was March. the one little bit um, of the Imperial March that, like, that got me, and I, I was yeah. like, oh, but, oh, it's a slow Imperial but March, there wasn't, but there wasn't anything there else. There just wasn't this theme of a character that I could, I can sing back I to you. I love the Ray's theme more so, than So I've only, I've only seen it one time, but I wondered... Is it just because it's not Star Wars music like I'm used to, and that's why I didn't like it? Like, mm-hmm. is it going to get better if well, we watch it again? Maybe, you see it twice, maybe right? Maybe, because I also felt like Episode 7, I didn't necessarily like the music for Episode 7 either. Yes, I like Ray's theme, but... Um, and Jedi steps, it, it but... wasn't It wasn't the same, and maybe that's just because, what? you know, John Williams is like 86 years old. This prequel music was great. I can't tell you anything about the music. Like, the only thing I remember, like, when the movie first started... And it had, like, the off-brand Star Wars-like theme to it. It was, like, I don't know the musical terms for it. It wasn't um, quite the opening scroll. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, there was no opening scroll, which yeah. I didn't mind because it wasn't one of the... It, and they did kind of a, of a shocking, plot, like, yeah. jump. Because yeah. it's just the music just all of a sudden, boom. But, but they, my, my wife jumped when it happened, so... Nice. They, but they did have... It, it was similar to the original, like, Star Wars theme, but but not quite. And so... And I thought that kind of fit in with the movie, but other it's than not that, quite a Star Wars movie. Yeah, other yeah. than the original music, I didn't pay attention to any music at all. Yeah, the oh, the time, one so. bit with the slow Imperial March got me, but other than that, the mo- music didn't really hit me but, too hard. Listen, I, I like his music he did on the prequels. Like, I, yes, I mean, I think that was some of the I best have, music yeah. in all of Star Wars. Oh yeah, I mean, we the have Duel of music. Fates, you yeah. have yes, uh, yeah, Phantom Menace, Stars, yeah. you have you know Battle of the Heroes. I mean, every movie mm-hmm. has this iconic, yeah, you know, song. There was nothing for Seven really in that same way, and nothing for. You know, Rogue One. Yeah, so. not to say it, but he is going to do Episode Eight, so we'll see what he comes up mm-hmm. with that. Because I mean, obviously, Luke's going to be a major character. We're going to find out but, more about Rey. But music plays so much a part of this. You know, like some of those, the Emperor's theme, you kind of hear uh, in Seven, and yeah. so that kind of goes into is the Emperor somehow yeah, back, yeah. and you yeah. know, and, and and all this kind of mystery. So cough, I'll be, cough, it, Snoke. Yeah, right. So is Snoke yeah, who, somehow is the he, Emperor? Is it, or, uh, is Darth, it, Binks? Is it uh, Darth Sidious, in my Darth opinion. Darth Plagueis the Wise. Or Darth Plagueis, yeah. 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 So Sidious, it's Plagueis. more to come on that, but I, I, I just I, was not impressed with the music. I for heard one. that it could be Mace Windu. Oh. That's true. George Lucas did say that Mace Windu could very well be alive. Because, I mean, they always saw him fall out of window. Saw, yeah, he fell out of window, but Jedis can land and yeah. they can do falls and all that. So. We, we didn't see I Mace doubt it, die. but it's possible. I doubt, I mean, it. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt it, it too, but that would be amazing. But then, why is he a bad guy? Yeah. But, right. Anyway, so like you might have pulled a Doctor Strange, the the guy that was a good guy, but he's like, there's too many sources. I, have, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Ah. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yes. Okay. So it's Inception on Marvel steroids. Okay. Okay. 
Are there any other any other comments anybody wants to make? Because we're getting pretty close on time here. I would say, Charles, if you've only seen it once, go see it again. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark and I saw it, and uh, I saw it for my second time, and I thought it was probably better than the first time around. And it's one of the movies that I definitely, there's a lot I was processing at once, and then the more I've thought about it, I'm like, that was awesome. I yeah. even, someone, I think it was Dr. Mike, um, who's been on this podcast a few times, he called it uh, like Saving Private Ryan in Star Wars. Like, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. that beach scene at the end and all that, you know. So yeah. yeah, I've heard it compared to several different war movies, and yeah. like on that note, like as as uh, just emotion tied to the movie, I had a lot more feelings about everything <laughs> than like the rest of Star Wars put together from this one movie. Just as far as the people dying, like oh crap, I didn't realize everyone was going to die, and then the the little bit of the com- comic relief thrown in, like a lot more blatantly with. Like Vader's bad jokes and uh, <laughs> awesome. K2SO, yes. just everything. There was there was a lot more snippy little comic relief, as well as, well, they're dead. Oh, I'm kind of tearing up. Well, wow. And I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if if the extra comic bits were part of the reshoot. You know, yeah. I wonder if they weren't in there originally. And they're like, like, oh, oh wait, it's too dark. Wait, <laughs> everyone's just going to leave feeling terrible. Let's yeah. give them something. Yeah. I'm just kind of glad they showed finally a planet that has a tropical paradise. It's either yeah. one way or another in Star <laughs> either Wars. Desert it's either desert or life. Really hot cool. or really well, cold. It was cool seeing the AT-ATs and all that. Like, yes. The, it was, oh. And, and yeah. palm trees. I was yeah. like, that was amazing. I was like, they just shot this like, somewhere I would want a vacation on Scarif if I actually could. There weren't an Imperial base there. Me too. Uh, but okay, so I think that's pretty much it then. Um, so cool. It sounds like we all really like the movie mm-hmm. before episode eight. See it, see it, see it. I would cool. give it eight out of ten lightsabers. <laughs> I'd give it's, it an eight point five or nine. I don't. I don't even know where I'd give it. It's it's up there though. It's it's definitely not my f- Empire is still my favorite one. Mm-hmm. But I still like Force Awakens more. I think so. But all right, uh, you guys can uh, check us out on itsjustawesome.com and Good Bad Podcast on iTunes. We also, uh, Mark and Kelly are doing a podcast here and there. They're going through all the James Bond books. So you can check that out on Twitter, hear their series. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll say goodbye now. So we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one.